Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from Jana's birthday party, it's the Fourth and Inches Woo! show with Jana and the Sherpas. <laughs> Jana, you, you just told me right before we went on the air you're already on your fifth cake today. Congratulations. I'm just pounding cake today. It's fantastic. It's the only way to do a birthday. As long, as long as it isn't pound cake, you're probably okay. So, yeah, well, anyway, be thanks fine. for thanks for hanging out here on your birthday with us and uh, celebrating your birthday the only way that uh, anybody would possibly want to celebrate their birthday. And that's with the Cowboys clinching the playoffs, yes. <laughs> of course. So. But uh, anyway, congratulations on surviving another year. And uh, Thank you. you know, one, one more year and I'm 30, one. so watch out, world. Well, uh, we'll have to – well, I guess that your birthday won't be on a Wednesday next year, but maybe we'll have to move the show to Thursday night then. With, yeah, it'll be a ranger. At least there'll be a, <laughs> there'll be a football game on your show uh, – football game on your 30th birthday. With my luck, it'll be the Cowboys, and I'll just <laughs> – just be anxiously like watching TV, not able to celebrate. It'll be rough. <laughs> That'll be pretty sad. So maybe they can schedule. Uh, well, I guess they won't be playing the Browns because they already played them this year and won't see them again for another four seasons. But uh, and obviously the schedule anyway. makers are listening because I mean, what else would they be listening to? So if you guys could really like get me something good for next year, that would be great. I will take that as a, an early birthday present. <laughs> Can I re-gift you a candle or not? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Sounds like fun, as long as it doesn't smell like broken dreams and, and uh, the Seattle one-yard line, like, it's fine. Okay. So yeah. Maybe it'll smell like the, the locker room at Jerry's World. <laughs> that might be the worst-smelling candle ever. <laughs> so... Um, while I'm contemplating what to get you for your birthday next year, why don't you uh, tell us mm-hmm. how people can reach us uh, this year on your birthday? So we'll be partying for the next hour. We'll be here until 10 p.m. Eastern time, as we are every Wednesday night, come rain or shine. Uh, we are going to be going through breaking down all of the week's news and notes, your fantasy starts, sits, waiver wire pickups, daily fantasy picks, our predictions, and all that good stuff. Uh, but in the meantime, you can find us all over social media on Twitter at JKIM16, at Fantasy underscore Sherpa, on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, and at FantasyFootballSherpa.com. Uh, if you have any questions that we don't address here, which, believe me, we cover a lot, but we don't get every single lineup variable, find us there. We're happy to talk to you about football or really any sports all week long. So, like I said, we'll be here for the next hour. Uh, so sit back, buckle up. We got a lot here for you. I draw the line at curling. <laughs> okay. Your Bring it on, curling people. <laughs> Jana's at your beck and call. So. Yep, pretty much. Why don't we? <laughs> so we have a pretty packed show today, and uh, thankfully no teams on bye anymore. We survived the bye week. Another uh, fantastic been... birthday gift. <laughs> full full slate of games this week for uh, the first week of many. Fantasy League's playoffs, so why don't we just uh, dive right in. And First up, we've got the Thursday night game, which should be one of the better Thursday night games of the season, hopefully, and that's Oakland at Kansas City. Um, I love Kansas City, but I just I can't see them keeping up with Oakland's track need here. Kansas City just 
hasn't shown me all season that they can really get things done on the ground. Oakland has about as balanced an offense as you could uh, hope for. They don't have as good a defense as Kansas City, but I don't think it matters here. I think Oakland ends up winning this game pretty easily. I'll go with a predicted final score. Oakland 34, Kansas City 21. So, I mean, if you've heard this one before, guys, Kansas City going to win this game. Um, I know this is a tough one for me because I'm a, a big Raiders homer, apparently, now that Derek Carr is quarterback in this team. But I'm also sitting in the very roomy Kansas City bandwagon and have been for several weeks. Uh, I think that being a Thursday night game, it's a little lower scoring. This is very competitive. Uh, this game means a lot for both sides, and having Jeremy Macklin come back is going to make this offense run a little bit smoother. I'm taking Kansas City 24-20. Sorry, Derek Carr, but like sometimes you gotta you got to take one for the team. Kansas City needs this more than you do. Uh, we'll see about that. I mean, I <laughs> already hope disgusted right with me, and we're we're a mere five yeah. minutes in. <laughs> the, your your additional year of of life has done nothing to change that it's for be- me. It's become shortened because I'm probably not making it to the next year now. <laughs> no, you'll make it to the next year, but uh, anyway. Uh, so onwards and upwards. Every year I survive Sunday. living in the greater Philadelphia area is a real miracle as a Cowboys fan. Yeah, that, that's true. You might get charged with uh, intentional pounding or somebody might get charged <laughs> with intentional pounding at some point. Just, uh, don't get involved in any traffic, um, you know, road rage incidents down in uh, try not New to. Orleans. Okay. <laughs> try my best. All right. So next up, we've got the first of the Sunday games. We've got Pittsburgh heading up to frigid Buffalo. Should be pretty cold and 60, 70% chance of precipitation around game time Sunday afternoon. But I think, it's not going to matter to Pittsburgh, showing signs of life. Another offense which with a good balance of run and pass. Buffalo's defense, uh, a few uh, holes in the in the armor there, uh, especially this past week. I think that trend continues even at home. I say Pittsburgh wins this on a late touchdown. I'll go with the final score, Pittsburgh 28, Buffalo 24. Uh, the upset train rolls on here. I'm going to take Buffalo to win this game as well, 27-23. I think the chance of precipitation means that we're going to have to see a lot of LaShawn McCoy. This is going to become more of a ground game, and I think that I like LaShawn McCoy a little better than Le'Veon Bell at this moment in time. Maybe not all, all you know, the length of their career, but for this week, I like Buffalo. I think that their backs are against the wall a little bit here. They're frustrated. They need an outlet. And this Pittsburgh defense maybe isn't going to be able to slow them down. So I think this is Buffalo's week. They slow the Giants down. Are you telling me that Buffalo's offense is better than the Giants' offense? Yes. Well, I disagree with you. <laughs> I, I think if you put those two, if you put Buffalo's run game together with the Giants, passing game, well, anyway, scratch that thought. The Giants passing game (laughs) hasn't really been any great shakes this year. Uh, And now they're down Jason Pierre-Paul, too, for the rest of the season, but we'll get to that later. So next up, we've got battle for the AFC South supremacy, which I know has everybody on on the edge of their seat. And we've got Houston traveling to Indianapolis this week. 
Andrew Luck looked impressive in his, his in his uh, return on Monday night, but then again, it was the Jets' uh, pass defense, if you can I call mean, it I that. I mean, I thought the Jets would show up a little bit more to that game. I was no, I actually picked them to win the game, and they just looked yeah atrocious. But anyway, really I yeah, if Bryce Petty is your quarterback for the rest of the year, you're uh, mailing it in, and the sad thing is there's. There's really no quarterbacks that uh, look to be world beaters coming out in the college draft this year. And meanwhile, the Cowboys fans can gloat because the Jets took Christian Hackenberg in the second round and the Cowboys took Dak Prescott in the fourth round. So that just proves that uh, the the football gods, somebody somewhere in New York did something to offend them at some point in time because uh, there's there's not, not much happy news going on there. But anyway, do you back think to it was jo- when Joe here. Namath kissed Susie Colbert on the sideline? Do you think that's the moment the football gods were like, you know what, we've had enough? I, I think it was <laughs> way before that. I think it was back <laughs> in the late '60s, right after Super Bowl three, or maybe in the early '70s. It but been uh, it. It I think it might have been, been back when Joe Namath was actually playing still, but <laughs> and popping the uh, Hamilton Beach popcorn for those of you old oh, enough geez. to remember that. So anyway. <laughs> Houston at Indianapolis. I think Indianapolis wins this by a field goal, and I'll, I'll go with the final score of Indy 27, Houston 24. Uh, I've got Indy 26, Houston 20. I just, not a secret, not hyped about Houston. Uh, Indianapolis is going to be slowed down. I mean, they're not going to put up the kind of points they did last week, uh, but I mean, I, I want to say, like, because the score isn't going to be a huge differential, that this is going to be competitive the whole way, but I don't think it's ever really going to feel very competitive. The The Colts aren't going to win by a lot, but I think they're going to feel well in hand most of the way here. Okay. Let's see. Next up, we've got Washington at Philadelphia. Washington, yeah, they've uh, had two disappointing losses the last couple weeks on the road with uh, Dallas and Arizona. And now this week, uh, another road game with Philadelphia. This time, I think the ending will be a little bit happier for them. I think their offense, you know, they've just run into two pretty good defensive teams the last couple of weeks. Um, Philadelphia does not qualify on that score. I think Washington wins this one pretty easily. I'll go with the final score. Washington 35, Philadelphia 24. I, uh, I'm i picking the Eagles to bounce back and win this 21-17. Uh, I think that they need a statement game, and this is this is really their best shot at it. Um, the two teams kind of match up pretty well together, I think, and as long as it looks like the Eagles are going to be healthy enough that this is something they can win, but yeah, I could see this game going either way, but I'm going to take the Eagles. Okay, next we've got um, Denver. We are Denver at Tennessee. Earlier this season, you probably would have picked this with a score the other way, but right now, especially with um, Trevor Simeon still banged up and Paxton Lynch perhaps starting again this week, Tennessee, Marcus Mariota showing you know, pretty good signs of life for the second half of the season. I think Tennessee is going to win this in a cakewalk. I'll go with the final score, Tennessee 31, Denver 17. 
I've got Denver uh, staying a little more in this one. They need this win badly. I just don't think they have quite enough. Tennessee's coming off a bye. I've got them winning 24-17. The Denver defense is going to slow down Marcus Mariota and that offense, but just not enough. There's a little too much uh, of a question mark at the quarterback position. I agree with you there. Even if Trevor Simeon plays and it looks like he's planning to, he's not 100% healthy. Uh, And the Tennessee defense is, you know, no slouch. So I think that despite Denver really needing this win, they're not going to be able to get it done this week. Okay, speaking of two other teams in desperate need of a win, we've got Arizona at Miami. I don't think this is going to be any contest, frankly, and I've said this several times um, this season when Arizona's been on the road only to, to be burned by them, but I just really can't see them losing this game. I think too much uh, balance on offense, run pass Miami. They might be able to run some against Arizona, but I don't really see Ryan Tannehill putting up a lot of yardage here. So I'm going to predict uh, Arizona to double up on Miami. I'll go with the final score, Arizona 34, Miami 17. Okay, I have this a little bit differently. Still picking Arizona to win. Uh, I've got Arizona winning this 21-20. I think this is going to be a ground-and-pound kind of game. It's going to be close. It's going to go back and forth. Um, I Obviously, I think a little higher of Miami than a lot of people do, but I think Arizona edges this out, and it's this is going to be – this is one of the games I'm most looking forward to this week. Okay, here's a game that I'm most definitely not looking forward to watching – and that's you don't my say. Minnesota <laughs> at Jacksonville. I mean, I, I love the Vikings, Ugh. but uh, I'm going to pick Jacksonville to win this. Minnesota, if only they had a good running back. Hmm. Hmm. But, uh, hmm. Do you Sam think Bradford's they ever had one not of getting those? It done. Uh, I can't think if they ever have. It escapes me. But, Offhand. Um, they, they, no. certainly, they certainly haven't had dominant quarterback play in a number of years, and yeah, just as disappointing as Jacksonville has been this year, I just really can't see them, uh, Minnesota, beating them at this point with that uh, that hazard of a, an offense. So I'll go with the final score of um, Jacksonville 13, Minnesota 10. And it goes without saying, if you're in desperate need of a, a defense here, even Jacksonville might be worth a waiver wire pickup this week. Yeah, not the worst idea. So, would you rather watch Minnesota Jacksonville or Cincinnati Cleveland? I think Minnesota you had to watch Jacksonville one in its entirety. I, <laughs> no, in its entirety, I'd probably rather yep. watch the Cincinnati Cleveland game just because I think it'll be higher scoring, and I am curious to see what RG three can do. I actually think that he will breathe some life into that team. Minnesota, Jacksonville, you know, they've got their full complement of starters and there's just still nothing to see there. So aside from my own personal fandom with Minnesota, I just, yeah, there's, there's no reason to watch that game. Um, I would, I would love to pick Jacksonville to win this and I pick them to win a lot of games. They have no business being picked to win in, but I'm actually going to take Minnesota 20 to 17, uh, my biggest issue is that Blake Bortles is staring down all his wide receivers. These, these plays are not being run correctly, and there's just 
too many opportunities for this Minnesota defense and the special teams to burn Jacksonville, and I think that's more the undoing than Sam Bradford or Jarek McKinnon or Matt Asiata lighting the world on fire. Because the Jacksonville defense isn't awful. Uh, it's just the Minnesota defense is the difference maker here. And this Jacksonville team this year just makes me kind of sad. There's so much potential, but it just doesn't work. Well, it'll be interesting to see how much you know the coaching mm-hmm. staff takes the fall for this versus the individual players. My guess would be that they'll clean house at the end of the year if they can even wait that long with the coaching staff and then just, you know, get Blake Bortles and Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns and TJ. I'm Jacksonville. I'm calling North Turner. Like he's my first phone call. Come in, fix Blake Bortles. And if I'm North Turner, I'm looking at Jacksonville or I'm looking at the Rams and I want to work with Jared Goff or a Carson Wentz, or a Blake Bortles, one of these guys that has that raw talent, and they could make such a difference as as an offense, but we'll see if anyone's smart enough to do it. Well, with Philadelphia, though, that just, I mean, we harped on this last week, but if I'm them, I'm definitely, you know, how can you not spend your 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 top five picks on wide receivers this offseason, or, or sign, you know, 12 free agent wide receivers, and that's yeah. To me, you know, we we talked about this at length last week's show, but you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know why any self-respecting offensive coordinator would reason, want to get in there. They don't seem to want to fix the problem, and then they're going to sign Deshaun Jackson. Like that's going to be the fix when he, you know, misses sixty percent of your games or your snaps every season. Like you need more than just that. They do, but I don't know. It's just. Yeah, as as much as people in Philadelphia hated on Chip Kelly, I'm not sure whether it's the personnel or the schemes or both, but there's something definitely not working in Philadelphia right now from an offensive perspective. Yeah. But anyway, tangent tangent fully engaged there. (laughs) Yep. So back back to the, the schedule at warp speed now. San Diego at Carolina, this should be a fun game to watch. Uh, I think San Diego is going to get the better of Carolina, two teams going nowhere quickly, but even though Carolina's offense is a little bit more balanced, I see San Diego winning this on the strength of Phillip Rivers' arm. Yeah. I'm going to go with a final score of San Diego 31, Carolina 27. I have San Diego 30, Carolina 24, so we're right in the same ballpark. Uh, I think they might get wild and Cam Newton might you know, follow the rules and actually play all the snaps this week. That could be something new and different for them. But San Diego's offense is just just overall functioning better, even though they're basically on their C or D team with all the injuries they've had. They're, they're still a better offense than Carolina is. And San Diego defense isn't bad. They're pretty middle-of-the-road defense, and I think they'll they'll do enough to slow down Carolina that Phillip Rivers can win this game, even if they only play 58 minutes of football every week. Okay, next up we've got the other game that you deemed unwatchable before, and that was Cincinnati at Cleveland. I think just from a pure I'm historical it's unwatchable. I'm just saying that, like, eh. <laughs> it's it's a lesser But you don't want to watch it, which is saying it's unwatchable. I mean, I'm going to watch about eight other games before I watch this one. But realistically, I'm going to okay. watch Red Zone, so I'll watch everything. <laughs> okay. So Cincinnati at Cleveland – 
you know, just even with RG3, I don't really see this being a competitive game. I'd like to think that maybe he has a few rabbits up his sleeve, but I just I can't really imagine a scenario where Cleveland wins this game unless it's brutally cold and Andy Dalton gets hurt. But I'll go with it the is final a one o'clock score, game, and uh, Andy Dalton is money at one o'clock. Okay, well maybe they should move the Super Bowl back to one o'clock then, but or even then they'd have a any chance. random playoff game. But um, here I, I just think this game is a three touchdown deficit. I'm spread, and I'll go with the final score of Cincinnati 34, Cleveland 14. Listen, I started this show off picking upsets, and I've picked Cleveland a couple of weeks this year, and I've been burned by it, but I think this is the week. Now, granted, granted, I don't like to pick against Andy Dalton at 1 o'clock, much like I don't like to pick against Drew Brees at home, but RG3, very well rested, super healthy. I mean, as healthy as he's going to get. But realistically, if there's any quarterback who's going to survive between the, behind this shoddy offensive line that the Browns are running out there, it's RG3 and his mobility. Legs well-rested, no hamstring strains yet. This is the week. If they can't win this week, it might be over. But I think there's just enough weirdness that could happen. You know, you've got Terrell Pryor. You've got Braxton Miller. You could run some flea flickers. I don't know. It could get wild. But I think Cleveland wins this 24-17. And you heard it here first and probably the only place you're going to hear it. But this is what's happening. Um, I just I can't really <laughs> see that. So what was your predicted final score again? 24-17. This is a convincing thing. It's not a late fourth quarter field goal. This is like a real deal victory. I actually think if since if Cleveland's going to win a game, their best shot is in two weeks, in week 16, when they're hosting San Diego. And by then, you know, RG3 By then, everyone's going to have footage on, on RG3 and what he looks like. Hell, he could be injured again by then. This is it. This is your very small window of opportunity, Cleveland. I'm looking at you. I'm, like, officially your hype man this week. Like, let's all get on board. There's plenty of room in the uh, bandwagon. Can't like, do there's, it. Great seating, VIP section still available. It. Like this is happening. Well, Johnny Manziel <laughs> could be having his birthday party there. And Johnny Manziel spent thirty-five thousand dollars on his birthday party. I'm here yeah, for I'm my birthday that. party. Cleveland's coming through for me. This is done deal. Signed, sealed, delivered. This is your thirty-five thousand dollar birthday party. This is my thirty-five thousand dollar birthday party, and I fully expect if Cleveland wins that RG3 is going to make a $35,000 donation to the Jana Fund. (laughs) That's how this is going to work. You'd better tweet at him, though, now, because I think it's... Obviously, he's listening. I don't even know if I need to extend the energy to tweet at him, because what else would he be doing right now? (laughs) Yeah, that's that's true. Good point. I hadn't thought of that. Um, Jeez. Next up, we've got Chicago at... Detroit, I think this is going to be another low-scoring game, and I'll pick somewhat of an upset here. I'll go with Chicago to win this. I'll go with uh, the Matt Barkley-led Bears, 21, over the Matthew Stafford-led Lions, 17. I think that you picking Matt Barkley to beat this Detroit team in Detroit is crazier than me picking Cleveland to win. I just want to say that right now. Matt Barkley's not good. This Chicago team's not great. Their run game, yes, but Detroit can slow them down. 
Detroit's going to win this convincingly, 33-21. I think Matt Stafford's going to have a huge day and just make Chicago look silly. They're just going to stand strong atop that division. I don't know what's in that birthday cake you were eating today, but I I don't know, but like apparently them. I'm just getting wild over here. I picked like 14 upsets, and we're only on the 10th game. So, like, things are really out of yeah. control. <laughs> That's for sure. So, next <laughs> up, we've got uh, another game that I don't think will be real high on most people's watch list, and that's the Jets at San Francisco. Uh, yeah. I guess I'd rather watch Minnesota-Jacksonville possibly twice in a row than watch this game. I think I'd rather watch this game just because I kind of Oof. think it looks cool when the Jets wear their road-white uniforms. But, All right. Uh, I mean, that's valid. That's a valid reason. I have no problems with that. That would be It would be cooler if they actually could play well wearing those uniforms. Eh, but You might be asking just, for too much there. Yeah, well, there's hardly any tape on Bryce Petty yet, so I guess this is his chance to sneak up on yes, people. But, yes, uh, there you go. Embrace it. Not a lot of film. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's got to be what will we'll push the <laughs> Jets over the edge here. So I'll go, like I said, final score, Jets 20, San Francisco 17. I'm actually not going to hold true to this theory about not having a lot of film on somebody being a good indicator of them winning because I still think the Jets can't win this game. Um, I'm taking San Francisco. (laughs) My consistency is just off the charts today. I'm taking San Francisco 17-13 in a real barn burner out west. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Well, next up we've got Seattle at Green Bay. Good thing neither quarterback here has a lot of film on them. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> They're like basically unknown. Yeah, I I can't even remember who quarterbacks either of these teams, but uh it's not whoever's quarterback Definitely in Seattle, important. I think they're going to do a slightly better job than whoever's quarterback in Green Bay. So I'm going to go with Seattle to win this by a field goal. Final score Seattle 24, Green Bay 21. I like the score. I'm taking Green Bay 24-20. They're not in Seattle. They're in Lambeau. It's cold. It's December. Aaron Rodgers backs against the wall. He's got to hold pace with Detroit, who's going to beat up on the Bears earlier in the day. He's got to get this win, and I think they're going to be able to do it. 24-20. Flock it down. All right. <laughs> you just hate all of my picks so much this week. <laughs> Why should this week just, be any there's just such a heavy week? sigh every time. <laughs> yeah. So we've got New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Remarkably, these two division rivals haven't yet, have not yet played the season, and here we are in week 14, which means, you guessed it, they're playing each other Uh-oh. two of the next three weeks, which makes me very happy as a Jameis Winston owner. But despite of having Jameis Winston, I think – He'll only be the second-best quarterback in this matchup. I think Drew Brees goes nuts, and New Orleans wins this final score. Uh, New Orleans 38, Tampa Bay 31. Ooh, I like it. I've got New Orleans winning 31-24. Similar vibe, a little lower scoring, but Jameis Winston, he's going to put up a ton of points. Fantasy-wise, he's a great buy this week, but, I mean, it's – it's still Drew Brees against a, a somewhat suspect Tampa Bay uh, defense. I think that he's got to win that all day. Okay, next up we've got Atlanta 
at the Rams. Rams have three of their last four games at home. Jared Goff, not much film on him yet, but I'm still not picking him. I'll go with no. uh, Matt Ryan to win this game pretty easily, even if ice does melt in Los Angeles. I think Atlanta wins this easily. My Atlanta 34, I almost picked a team that wasn't even playing in this game. Atlanta 34. <laughs> That's Rams a really 13. bold prediction. Pick a team not even on this field, like in a whole other place. Almost. I didn't quite do it, but I caught myself. <laughs> Uh, I agree with you. Atlanta's going to win this game. I, I think it. the Rams' defense keeps it respectable. Atlanta's going to win 27-20. Jared Goff just maybe doesn't have quite enough around him yet uh, to to overcome this potent offense of Matt Ryan. They have some decent skill position players. I don't know. It seems like their offensive line. I mean, how could you, you know, I don't know. It's what just... if what if you put Jared Goff behind their defensive line? Possibly more success. Well, if he were throwing the ball, there'd be something wrong. But behind a I'm defensive line, I'm just saying. Like, line, I think but... that they that that unit might protect him better than his own offensive line does. I think that we could be onto something here. Uh, maybe they should just make him throw left-handed for a half and see what happens. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> how, how much like worse five, could he get? Six, six in a row. <laughs> but, I mean, how can you have Todd Gurley and Kenny Britt and, to a lesser extent, Lance Kendricks, Brian Quick, and Tavon Austin? Tavon Austin. How can you have all these decent, yeah, I guess Stedman Bailey still hasn't gotten on oh, the field yeah. for some reason this year. Womp womp. But, um, <laughs> But I mean, he has he has everything he needs there. It just doesn't. That's a line. Well, you know, from what I understand, that's an important piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Well, this next game is proof of that, and that's Dallas at the Giants, the Sunday night game. Not quite sure why they flex this game into a Sunday night, other than the fact that people want to see the Cowboys, Giants, anemic offense. No run game, no JPP for the rest of the season. Which works out perfectly no because we don't actually playoff. have a defense, so should be fine. Uh, I think the Cowboys win this easily, which hopefully is the kiss of death, but I'll pick them to win this by a couple of touchdowns. Dallas 31, Giants 17. I've actually seen a lot of people picking the Giants to win this game. Um, no, I've got Dallas winning no. by a field goal, 27-24. I think this might need to be one in overtime. Um, just it, it it makes it makes me nervous. Win streaks tend to make me nervous. Anything good happening as a Cowboys fan makes me nervous. But going into New York, Eli Manning always plays pretty well against the Cowboys. Our defense is is a little anemic. I think is a nice way to put it, but. Fingers crossed. I'm hoping we can pull this out easily so we can just put the nail in the coffin here. But I wouldn't be totally shocked if the Giants upset the Cowboys here. I'd be I'd be about the same amount of shocked if Cleveland won than if the Giants won this game. Right, right about the same. <laughs> mm, that's stretching it. I think the Giants <laughs> have a better shot than Cleveland. I'm picking the Giants to lose only by 14 points and the 
Cleveland to lose by uh, 20 points. But, um, yeah, I mean, the Giants just did not look good against the Steelers, and Dallas is a better team than the Steelers. Yes, this game is at New York, but or actually East Rutherford. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I just really can't see it much as I'd like to and will be happy and ecstatic if they win. I just think that's highly unlikely at this point. I think now we're at the point in the season where the, the better team tends to win. You know, if it's two-thirds of the time during most of the season, I think now it's probably last few weeks of the season up to 75% of the time that the better team will win. So I just think Dallas is going to prevail here. Well, I mean, I I hope that you're right. I'd be very, very into that, but we'll see what happens. All right, and then we round out the week with a Monday night game, which almost by definition has to be better than this past Monday night's game. We've got Baltimore on the road at New England. Even in spite of Baltimore's defense, which has returned to somewhat of the glory years this year, New England... I just think has too much on offense, and I think they'll win this. It won't be a cakewalk, but I'll pick them to win 28-24. I'm taking New England 30-24. I think Baltimore's going to put up a fight, but I, I don't necessarily think that Martellus Bennett's going to have this huge game like people think. I think it's going to be – you know, more of a running back driven uh, offense here. Obviously Tom Brady's still going to come up, put up 300 yards because he can do that basically with his eyes closed now. Um, But Baltimore's pretty good against tight ends. So if you're, you're deciding that because Gronk's out again um, and possibly dancing with a walker somewhere in a club, which he may or may not be doing at this moment at a $35,000 Johnny Manziel birthday party. I don't know, but uh, I don't necessarily think Martellus Bennett's going to scoop up all those potential fantasy points, so I would tread lightly there. But New England's still going to win this game. Okay, so there yeah. you have it. Um, we agreed on maybe two games this week. But uh, pretty much not. Why should this? <laughs> yes. So why don't we uh, just launch into the position analysis then, or the position rankings, and first up, uh, running back. Uh, injuries. Who who do you have an eye on this week? It's actually not as bad uh, as it has been in weeks past. Um, Chris Ivory dealing with the hamstring injury still. He's still listed as questionable. Keep an eye on that going to game time. D'Angelo Williams dealing with the knee injury. They're calling him questionable. He should play. Again, he's not your featured back, so not the end of the world there. Um, Ryan Matthews fully practiced today. Looks like he's going to be a go for the Eagles this week, which is an important thing so that they can then beat Washington and I will be vindicated in one of my many picks that differed from yours. Uh, and Adrian Peterson reportedly not coming back if the Vikings are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, so you're saying there's a chance he's still hanging around catching passes on the sideline. We'll see how this week plays out. And Justin Forsett reportedly going to split carries with Devontae Booker for the Broncos. His numbers have been dwindling the last few weeks. Justin Forsett looks like he's coming in to be a professional touchdown vulture. So definitely keep an eye on him this week. Okay. As far as waiver wire recommendations, not sure I'm willing to go as far as Justin Forsett. But when you look at players that are 
um, ownership uh, less than 50%. Jarek McKinnon still on the list. Zach Venner's been on and off the list all season. Ty Montgomery with Green Bay. Alfred Blue with Houston. Jonathan Grimes with Houston. Kenneth Dixon with Baltimore. And Mike Gillisley with Buffalo are some of the guys. Mike Gillisley was a real vulture this week. I was not excited about him being on my bench. No, but you would be less excited about it if that happened this week in the playoffs. Yep, 100% accurate. <laughs> I am good for the uh, obvious statement once in a while. Yeah, hey, someone's got to do it. You know? Thank you for shouldering that load. <laughs> You're welcome. It's one that I bear. It's the, it's the yoke I gladly uh, carry around. So... so- <laughs> How about uh, topics for running backs this week? Who who do you have your eye on? Uh, loving Jeremy Hill this week. Uh, despite my upset pick of Cleveland, I still think there's a lot of value to be had on the Cincinnati side. Matt Forte, Spencer Ware. Uh, I think Justin Forsett might be worth a start in a deeper league this week. Lamar Miller, this might be the only time in my life I'm ever going to suggest starting him, but I think the matchup is good. Thomas Rawls, uh, Latavius Murray, who's really been on fire the last couple of weeks. Ryan Matthews, as long as he plays, if you have a plan B, uh, just in case something happens come game time. Carlos Hyde, LaShawn McCoy, Ezekiel Elliott, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, A lot of good, even Isaiah Crowell, uh, like I said, upset city, could work out for you. A lot of good running back matchups this week. I'll add Rob Kelly for Washington to that list. Uh, David mm-hmm. Johnson is a pretty obvious one week in and week out. JGI with Miami, uh, Jonathan Stewart with Carolina, and you already mentioned uh, the others on my list. So. That's good. We can I'm agree done. on a couple of things. We did. Okay. <laughs> Anybody screaming uh, a void at you this week? Oh, uh, normally I love Theo Riddick. I'm a little, a little less excited about him this week, uh, just because I think it's going to be a lot of passing. Uh, TJ Yeldon, Mark Ingram, Jerick McKinnon, Matt Asiata, um, Devontae Booker. I'm probably still going to start, but I want him more as a flex option. Um, I'm, I think I'm still going to have him in my lineup, but as a flex player this week. And I'm a little concerned about your boy Rashad Jennings with the the Giants, but overall, you know, not nothing. I'm, I'm nobody should be starting too, too him in any with. league in any week, in my humble opinion, and just not a fan. Yeah. They they really need to sign a, a lead back. I mean, yeah, trade up for Leonard Forsett. I mean, Fournette, or or do what you have to do if you're the Giants. But they can't go through another season with uh, with him as their lead back. I think if you put Fournette on the Giants that, team, that's a scary offense all of a sudden. Yeah, but they're they're not going to be in any position to draft him unless they hmm. mortgage their future, which I don't want them to do either. You know, they just need some depth at the offensive line and then draft some running backs in the mid to late rounds, and they'll be fine. You don't need to spend a, a high draft pick on a running back unless his name is Ezekiel Elliott. Well, even I didn't want to do that, so. (laughs) No, you didn't, but so far it seems to be working out okay. I can admit when I'm wrong. Melvin Gordon is somebody that I would avoid this week. Uh, Isaiah Crowell 
not somebody I'm looking at. Uh, don't like Carlos Hyde. Um, don't like Doug Martin this week. Don't like Todd Gurley, although that's been pretty much true the whole season. Don't like Terrence R.I.P. Todd Gurley. That yeah, was a rough year for him. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully they'll get some uh, offensive line help for next year. But So those are some of the guys that uh, have name brand recognition but not guys I want in my lineup this week if I have any intention of winning a playoff game in my fantasy league. All right. Fair enough. Want to look at wide receivers? Feeling crazy? Yeah, wide receivers, uh, injuries, who's who's on your list? Uh, this, This list is a little bit longer. There is some good news in it, but, you know, not as much. Julio Jones still dealing with turf toe. Didn't practice today. He's listed as questionable. It's Wednesday. He's never going to practice on a Wednesday. Don't be too alarmed by that. Uh, Mohamed Sanu dealing with a groin injury, also questionable, should be fine for this week. Robert Woods uh, was limited to practice. He's questionable with the knee injury. I mean, if you're in a league that's that deep that you're thinking about starting Robert Woods anyway, I would try to find somebody else. Try to stay away if you can. Eddie Royal, again, not practicing Wednesday, dealing with the toe injury. It's maintenance. He'll be fine come this weekend. A.J. Green still not going to play this week with the hamstring injury. Still hoping to come back before the year's done, but it's not this week. Alan Hearns has his own hamstring injury. He's questionable. Keep an eye on that as the week goes on. Again, there are definitely better options out there. Tavon Austin, who we were talking about before, lamenting his lack of value. Dealing with a chest injury, he's questionable. Shouldn't be in your lineup, but just in case. Danny Amendola is doubtful with an ankle injury. Doriel Green-Beckham can't run a route, but he's also questionable with an abdominal injury. Looks like he'll play this week, but we'll see how it goes. Jordan Matthews is on track to play this week. He missed last week with the ankle injury. Uh, They desperately need him back in the lineup. In more former Eagles wide receiver news, Deshaun Jackson is always questionable. Jeremy Macklin also questionable with the groin injury, but it looks like barring some kind of major setback, he'll be back in the lineup this week. I'm excited. You should be as well. Sammy Watkins didn't practice with the foot injury. He's going to be fine come Sunday. It's more of a rest thing. And Braxton Miller dealing with a shoulder sprain. He's questionable, probably trending a little more towards doubtful for this Sunday. And the one guy that um, you didn't mention that I was, touting last week as somebody you definitely needed to pick up for your fantasy playoff week matchups was uh, Adam Humphreys with Tampa Bay. He had a concussion this past week, and uh, now all of a sudden it's the Freddie Martino show in Tampa, which sounds like a loud act. Anybody not named Mike Evans playing wide receiver in Tampa. They just don't. It's like a revolving door. Well, Cecil Shorts the third is there now too. Keep things interesting. Yeah, except his but, his leg exploded this week. That didn't look good. Yeah. So for waiver wire pickups, um, Adam Thielen with Minnesota, who had himself a nice game against Dallas, yes, is on did. my list. Uh, Taylor Gabriel with Atlanta, up and down all season, but with Julio Jones, Mohamed Sanu both dinged up as you alluded to. I think there's opportunity for him. Brian Quick, whom we mentioned before when we were talking about the Rams' uh, offensive line or lack thereof. Malcolm Mitchell with New England. Brandon LaFell with Cincinnati. Paul Turner with Philadelphia. Josh Bellamy with Chicago. Yes, we're getting to that 
portion of the season where guys you didn't know existed last week are now recommended waiver wire pickups this Get week. Get excited, people. Marquise, it's the most wonderful time Marquise, of the year. <laughs> Marquise Goodwin with Buffalo. Pierre Garçon, who's quietly had 700-plus yards in receiving yardage already this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Brady Martino with Tampa. Ted Ginn Jr., he has the touchdown catches in three consecutive games now. And Robbie Anderson, who's uh, looks like um, you know Bryce Petty's personal favorite there with the Jets. Hey, we'll take it. Um, As far as guys who look like good starts this week, I like Julian Edelman a lot without Rob Gronkowski. Someone's got to get the targets, and that seems to fall on Edelman. Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper versus the Chiefs. Uh, Even though the Chiefs are a pretty stout defense, I still like the matchup. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, not normally on my my list of guys I want to start, but that Colts secondary is just not good. Doug Baldwin, Jamison Crowder, uh, Kenny Britt I'm high on this week, Brandon LaFell, Odell Beckham Jr., Des Bryant, uh, Brandon Cooks, Pierre Garçon, who you talked about, I actually think is is probably a pretty solid start this week as well. Um, I might take a flyer on a a Cole Beasley or a Sterling Shepard, and then, of course, pretty much anybody you want to start in in Cincinnati, New Orleans, or Green Bay, I think you can probably get away with most of their wide receivers as well. Okay, I'll add uh, Antonio Brown to the list, Jamison Crowder, Larry Fitzgerald, Emmanuel Sanders, Dontrell Lindman, uh, Kelvin Benjamin, um, Brandon Cooks, Mike Thomas, um, Odell Beckham, and Des Bryant. I think you mentioned Doug Baldwin. Mm-hmm. So those those are the ones at the top of my list this week. Yeah. There's some fantasy points to be had out there. Could be a good week going right. into your playoffs. Okay. How about uh, guys to avoid at all costs? Oh, uh, well, uh, Rashard Matthews, not Rashad, but Rashard, both of them not good plays this week. Uh, just a terrible matchup. Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns, I don't want any part of either one of them. I have Kelvin Benjamin on my sit list. I'm not as excited about him as you are. Honestly, I'd probably take Ted Ginn over Kelvin Benjamin right now. Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins, I'm on the fence about. I don't love the matchup. The foot injury makes me nervous, but uh, depending on what your matchups look like, he might still fit in your lineup. Uh, Stefan Diggs, I'm staying away from as well. It's just, ugh. and I don't want any part of Jordan Matthews. I know he's back in the lineup, but I don't think it's going to be high enough scoring of a game. And I honestly, I'd probably take Darren Sproles coming out of the backfield over Jordan Matthews right now. All right. I'll put, uh, Sammy Watkins on my sit list this week. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, T.Y. Hilton, Agree with you on Jordan Matthews, um, uh, Javon Landry. Um, mm-hmm. Not high on him this week. Uh, Alan Robinson, Alan Hearns. Um, not a Terrell Pryor fan this week. Not a Golden Tater Marvin Jones fan. No Brandon Marshall for me. No Torrey Smith. None of the Green Bay receivers, and not really. Malcolm Mitchell fan or Julian Edelman hmm. fan this week either. Fair enough. Fair enough. I can live with that. Well, Julian Edelman, I'm sure 
most people would disagree with me on that, especially since he's had I did, about but I mean, I can, I can bus- see your reasoning on it. I just don't necessarily, I'm not totally on board with it. <laughs> okay. Now, here's one, for instance. Green Bay, we argued about Devontae Adams last week and whether he we should sure be did. trusted or not. You were in the trust camp. I was in the don't trust camp. I'm not trusting him this week either. I just think against the Legion of Boom, even if it is Sans Earl Thomas this week, I just can't see putting my fantasy chips in that uh, basket this week. So I'm staying away I might away still, I just, Aaron Rodgers, when he, needs, when he needs a win, Devontae Adams is kind of sneaky. He's going to slide through that secondary even when they are targeting. I just, I think that there's still a way this could work. I I just, I'm all in on Devontae Adams. one catch just last, like last week. That makes no sense to me. I'm, I, I don't have a good explanation for you. I'm just hoping he rebounds this week. <laughs> but I'm just, I, I can't take that chance in a playoff league, in a playoff week. I, there's so many, I'd rather have Dontrell Inman for one than than him. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather, I think I might even rather start, uh, I don't know, who's, who's some, else, you know, definitely Kenny Britt. I'd rather start probably Sterling Shepard. Can hold. I could give you a whole I'd, list I'd of guys. I'd start Devonte Adams over Pierre Sterling Garçon. Shepard. Pierre oh. uh, mm. The only way I'm starting him in a playoff matchup is if I'm already an underdog by 15, 20, 30 points, and I have nothing to lose, and just rolling the dice with guys like that, or Dennis Pitta, or, or people, and hoping that they can you know have multi touchdown games, but I just think that's a fool's errand trying to figure out who's who that's gonna be from week to week. Yeah. Well we'll see what happens. Okay. Next up uh quarterbacks, um R G three you mentioned starting this week. Any anybody else you want to to shout out? Obviously, we also talked about Bryce Petty is going to be the starter from here on out. Sam Bradford missed part of the game with ribs injury. He's going to be fine for this week. Jared Goff is sick. He missed practice, but he's been going to meetings. He'll be fine come Sunday. And it looks like Trevor Simeon's planning on playing, barring a setback uh, with that sprained foot. He's been participating in the walkthrough uh, today, so he looks like he's on track to go. Just, I don't think I'd want him with my playoff hopes, but, you know, he's out there. Hey, if you're really desperate in a two or two quarterback league, uh, Sam Bradford might be worth picking up this week, but I'd rather go with Alex Smith, Brock Osweiler, Joe Flacco, Matt Barkley, RG3, and Bryce Petty. So if you're really desperate for a quarterback, that's that's my list for this week. Yeah, it's it's kind of slim pickings out there. <laughs> but, you know, hopefully you have a quarterback by now. Yeah, hopefully. And it wasn't, um, and it wasn't speaking, Ryan Fitzpatrick that you're trying to replace. No, no. Then or, that's on you. Or Brock Osweiler. But, very um, little we can do for you at this point. <laughs> You've been yeah, making bad decisions as as all t- year. <laughs> as far as top picks <laughs> for this week's go, I like uh, Kirk Cousins a lot, Derek Carr, Carson Palmer, Marcus Mariota, Philip Rivers, Andy Dalton, Drew Brees, Jameis Winston, Matt Ryan, and Dak Prescott. Those are the guys that would be at the top of my list for this week. I'd throw Eli Manning and Jameis Winston on there, as well as Matt Stafford. Um, Probably, I I have no real beef with the rest of your list, though. 
Okay, how about some quarterbacks to avoid that would normally be automatic starts? Um, Ryan Tannehill, don't love it this week. Blake Bortles, uh, Dak Prescott, Brock Osweiler is really never a a go for me. But uh, Marcus Mariota, normally I'd be all about him. I don't love this matchup. If I have a better option, I'm probably going to go with it there. Okay, here's some sacrilege for you. I'm going to tell you not to start. I don't uh, don't like like how this is going. (laughs) Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady this week. Oh, oh, it's just, it's just terrible. I can't, I can't, I, I can't not start Aaron Rodgers. Can't do it. I'd rather have Jameis Winston than Aaron Rodgers this week. I'd rather have Jameis Winston. I'd rather have Jameis Winston than Tom Brady this week. I'm not saying those teams won't win, although I, I no, don't think no. Green Bay will win. But I just, I think if they do win, they're more likely to do the majority of their damage on the ground rather than uh, through the air this week. Fair enough. I'm still starting Aaron Rodgers, but I can, I can get, I can get behind Jameis Winston over Tom Brady this week. That I can get behind. Okay. So, um, running out of time a little bit here, but tight ends. Any injuries that we should be paying attention to? Rob Gronkowski had surgery. He's done for the year on that herniated disc in his back. Crockett Gilmore is questionable. Brandon Pettigrew is still trying to come back before the season's done. It's not going to be this week. Julius Thomas is dealing with that back injury. Keep a close eye on that. That's going to go to game time as well as Jordan Reed with that sprained AC joint in his shoulder. They're calling him questionable. It's You honestly have no idea. It's going to go down to Sunday. Uh, so have a plan B if he's your tight end. Okay. Um, waiver wire recommendations, guys widely available still. Lance Kendricks, C.J. Fedorowicz, uh, Trey Burton's had a couple nice games with Philadelphia. Dennis Pitta with Baltimore. I'm all on the Trey Burton bandwagon there. I'd rather have Ladarius Green with Pittsburgh, but uh, he's more likely to be gone. Vernon Davis Mm -hmm. with Washington and Dwayne Allen. He has the three uh, touchdown receptions uh, with Indianapolis. Uh, As far as guys we like this week, uh, Trey Burton's on my list, especially if you're in a deeper league. Uh, but Greg Olson, without a doubt, Jason Witten, Antonio Gates, Cameron Breit, pretty good matchup against the Saints. Uh, C.J. Federitz, like we talked about, Lance Kendricks, uh, Vance McDonald. I really, like, I know a lot of people aren't on the Jason Witten bandwagon this week, but I am, I am on it hard. Uh, I also do like uh, Tyler Eifert, Ladarius Green, Dwayne Allen, all good in my book. Okay, Martellus Bennett, who we talked about before. Um staying away from him and uh, Julius Thomas. I'm not so keen on Charles Clay in Miami. Uh, Those are the main ones that I'll, I'll bring up now. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Also not loving Kyle Rudolph's matchup this week. I would probably sit him. Uh, That's probably the only name I want to add to your list. Okay. Yeah. And that's a good call too. I think they're only going to score 10 points. I'm certainly not starting him. No. No, no. So how about how about some uh, defenses you know, other than the obvious choices? Uh, who are some defenses that you might start this week or look to pick up off the waiver wire that others might be overlooking? Uh, Jacksonville, I think, is an interesting one. Everyone wants to go all in on I Minnesota, agree. which is a great one. 
Jacksonville uh, still going to do well for you fantasy-wise, maybe not real-life-wise, but it'll work. Uh, we see the Detroit and Chicago game a little differently. I would guess you're going to recommend the Detroit de- or the Chicago defense. I'm maybe not quite on that boat yet. I don't think either yet. one's a bad play, although I'd rather have um, No, I like Detroit Chicago a lot better in that matchup. Uh, both Cincinnati and Cleveland I'd be okay with this week. Uh, 49ers, uh, both the 49ers and the Jets, I think you can go either way on that. Same thing with Atlanta and uh, and the Rams. So it's a lot of games where it's teams playing each other that are lower scoring I like this week. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, Tennessee at home against mm-hmm. Denver. Jacksonville, Minnesota, agree with you there. Cincinnati, yes. Cleveland, no. Um, Chicago or Detroit, San Francisco or the Jets. Um, uh, Atlanta on the road against the Rams, uh, mm-hmm. Cowboys. I would even take a gamble with them against the Giants. That's unfortunately how far my beloved Giants have fallen on the basis of uh, one loss for me. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry, but okay. like I'm also not sorry at the same time. You're not sorry. <laughs> No, no self-respecting <laughs> cowboy fan could be sorry about that. No, no, I mean I'm not. I'm just sorry that it like brings you pain. I'm not sorry that your team's terrible. <laughs> now wait a minute. I didn't say they were terrible. I <laughs> no, I no, no. I did. I said it for you. You didn't have week. to. They're, they're not terrible. You don't win eight games and six in a row by being terrible. They're they're not. <laughs> it, it wouldn't surprise me if they don't make the playoffs, but. Uh, they're they're not terrible. They're challenged. <laughs> All right, now we're getting two PC, but uh, yeah, they're, anyway, I think it's less likely that they'll be having a Super Bowl victory parade in in February than than that uh, Dallas will put it that way. I'm not jinxing anything. I will, however, talk about daily fantasy picks. <laughs> Please do. A uh, couple of quarterbacks this week um, um, are great values. Jameis Winston, we've talked about several times throughout the show. Andy Dalton, despite the fact that he's about to get upset. Uh, Carson Palmer, Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, all good plays this week. I might take a flyer on uh, RG3 or Tyrod right, Taylor, Andy. but I am definitely in the minority there. <laughs> as far as running backs go, Matt Forte, Justin Forsett, if you're feeling real risky. Jeremy Hill, Lamar Miller, both the prices right on the, those two. Carlos Hyde, Frank Gore, LaShawn McCoy, can't really go wrong with any of those guys. At wide receiver, I'm really liking the value on Kenny Britton, Brandon LaFell. If you want to pay a little bit more, Odell Beckham Jr. and Julian Edelman are going to be good plays. Michael Crabtree, Brandon Cooks, and Pierre Garçon, kind of your middle-of-the-road options. At tight end, I can't say enough about how I like the matchup for Jason Witten and Tyler Eifert this week. Dwayne Allen was a touchdown machine last week. You're maybe not going to get the same points, but I think the value's still good. Ladarius Green and Antonio Gates, both good plays. And then as far as defenses go, Cincinnati, Detroit, Minnesota, best bang for your buck there. Uh, if you have any questions about your lineup, find us all week long all over social media, on Twitter at Fantasy underscore Sherpa, JKIM16, on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, and at FantasyFootballSherpa.com. And then we'll be back next week with all the news and notes, predictions, start sits, all that good stuff for your fantasy playoffs. We'll be back Wednesday night from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every week. 
And like always, good luck unless you're playing me. And let's all go eat some cake. Jenna, fax number, and she'll send you a piece. There you go. I'm on it. But first, I'm going to go eat all of it. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week.